Welcome to the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. It's the best as well as the rest. I have found a life hack that might make you feel bad about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Share it, I guess. Ready to feel bad. (laughs) So basically, you can see all of your friend requests that have not been accepted. Okay. Um, <laughs> on Facebook. So you can go into Facebook and when somebody requests your friendship, yes. you just like open friend requests and then you can look at sent friend requests. Now, you can only see the ones that haven't been accepted, not the ones that have been declined. Uh-huh. So it's like if somebody left you in wait for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I went and checked it out. I had seven. But I would like to say that like I've had Facebook since 2006. So a lot of the people sure. on the list of seven... I was like, I don't even know who this person is. They did the right thing in not accepting me because we obviously didn't stay friends, you know? This is like, how many stages of denial are there? You're in the first <laughs> one right now? Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> like, you're in, you're in stage one right now. doesn't matter. Sometimes you're a loser, Steph. It's okay. Wow, wow. Thank it's you okay. Sure. Sometimes I... people just don't want to be your friend, okay? The way you're saying this, it's not making me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any? No, I, I got zero. I don't really send... Uh, I'm too cool to oh, send friend requests over here. And, and when I send them, people accept them. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I got zero. My page is blank right here. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. So I think I've said on this show before that I live in a place that has like a lot of other people living there, basically. Yeah, and you're not sure how many because you just see a new face all the time. You're like, yeah. oh, you too? Okay. Howdy, neighbor. <laughs> oh, you're moving out already? No. Um, <laughs> lovely place. Lovely place. Uh, but it's just ordering delivery to the place is awkward at times because it is shared and there are different doors and whatnot. So I try to keep it simple. Okay. And like you leave every delivery place has like a notes section. So then I try to leave notes. I'm just, just leave it. I've already paid. I already gave you your tip. Just leave it at the garage door. I can come either meet you or just grab it when you leave kind of thing. Okay. And as someone who used to be a delivery driver, <laughs> Uh-oh. read the notes. That's all I got to wow. say. Because then it's just like they show up to the front door and they ring the doorbell and all of a sudden like the landlord's messaging you and they're just like, did you order food? I'm like, yeah, I told him to leave it at the garage. Like, oh, they're at the front door. It's like, cool. Cool. Awesome. Come around, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, it's wild. Like, I used to deliver when I was, like, 16, like, 15 years ago, and I was a pizza delivery driver. So it's not like these notes are, like, a new thing that, like, drivers have to adapt to. If anything, it's making their life easier to just read the notes. Okay, but I do want to um, make a, a case here for the delivery driver. I wonder if you writing the note um, doesn't get to them. Like maybe there's like a glitch in the app and they're like, I know, I wish, I know you wrote a note. That would make sense. But yeah, we can't see it. You know, that would be the only explanation if there was like a glitch because it just, it just blows my mind. How many times, it doesn't matter if I've lived here or if I lived in other places where there's been like shared housing. It's just, it always just seems to be like, it just, I try to make it as simple. I'm like corner lot, garage door, (laughs) just leave it there. And they're just like ring the doorbell for the front. Man, Sean, you sound like the dream customer over here. Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. Nanaimo is making headlines over the weekend. They just passed a responsible pet owner bylaw. Ooh, cracking down. <laughs> yeah, and one of the main things they're cracking down on, who knows how, um, is that cats 
are not allowed to wander into other people's yards. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, they're only allowed <laughs> to be on their own property. And I was like, wow, that's really nice of you to make this bylaw, but like, how are you going to enforce this and who's going to tell the cats? No kidding. They're already bossy as it is. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought like, isn't this already a law in the RMWB? So I looked it up. Yep. It's the responsible pet ownership bylaw wow. here. And uh, it's says that no pets are allowed to be at large. If they get off your property, you need to have them with their little tags on so they can be returned to you. Yeah. And I have a a returning cat in my yard all the time. Oh, yeah. thinks my yard is its litter box. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, so how do we like talk to this cat in meow language and let him know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me, you're breaking the law right now, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Mimo looks at you like licking its paw, like, oh, you want me to furball in your yard? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I make my own rules. Get out of here. Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. Have you noticed that there's uh, another election going on there, Steph? <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty hard to miss. There is an election sign on every piece of green space available. Holy moly. You know the one thing that I've uh, been questioning? Well, I've been questioning a lot of things. <laughs> uh, do they pay for where they put their signs? Blah, blah, blah. Another thing that I have been questioning is how do they get their color scheme? Oh, it is true. There are a bunch of different colors on those signs, yeah. different fonts. Some have pictures, some don't. Yeah, and there's so many people running for so many different things. Like, obviously, federally, you get your color assigned by your federal party. It's orange, it's blue, it's red, it's purple, whatever it may be. But then when you get to the municipal election, like when you hand in your papers to be like, I'm running for Ward 1, do you think that when the first person goes, like, all right, you get your choice. And then they write in their color scheme and then the next person comes and be like, hey, I, I want red and blue. Like, mm, sorry, first person already claimed those colors. <laughs> or do they just like free for all? You get to do whatever. I think it's a free for all. I think you get to do whatever. Judging by the amount of colors that I've seen, most of the election signs include the color orange. I think probably because it pops easy to see in the dark maybe yeah um there's some like red i don't feel like there's that many like other colors like i haven't lots seen of a blue color. yeah there's lots of blue different shades of blue i wonder like do you think you should go like highlighter a little bit so it really pops uh. or are you looking for like a clean kind of like maybe like black and white look or i don't Ooh. know i don't know i haven't seen any green yet highlighter seems a little bit too neon-y speak for yourself <laughs> mixed mornings with steph and sean i'm a regular pioneer woman now sean I've noticed. I've noticed a lot. I'm as old as one, too, as well. Uh, made some crab apple jam yesterday. Mm-hmm. I expected, like, start to finish generously. It was going to take me three hours. Yeah. Have you done it before? Uh, I haven't done crab apple jam specifically, but I have made, like, salsa canning and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I th- thought I knew what Rough I was idea for. going in. Yeah. But uh, started cutting up crab apples at 4.30 yesterday afternoon. And at 11.08 last night, I was no. <laughs> boiling the jars of jelly. Oh, my goodness. Str- straight, basically? Like, what did you all have to do in between? There had to been some downtime, right? Well, there was a little bit, but, like, you had to, like, cut up these crab apples. Then you put them on the stove, and they boil for a while. Then you have to mash them. Then you put them in a cheesecloth and let them drain for an hour. And then you put them back on the stove and start oh. boiling them down. And, like, the lady who wrote the blog, of course, um, <laughs> after I got her life story and scrolled way far down. That's hilarious, yeah. Uh, she said it was going to take, like, 35 minutes of active jam-making time. And the rest was like, <laughs> let it drain for two hours. Uh, no, 
I stood over that stove for well over an hour, stirring this jam, trying to make it into jelly stage. <laughs> well, I know you, you. I saw your arms a little bit. You look a little muscular today. Thank I was like, you. were you working out? No, you're just making jam, I guess. <laughs> making jam. Seven hours later. Can you even imagine for nine jars of jam? So seven hours of work, nine jars of jam. Lo and behold, you're going to go to the store like next week and buy a $2 case. And like, it's not worth it. Ugh. It's not worth it. <laughs> Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. So people who like sports are probably almost usually very superstitious uh, with things that they do during the game. And you are like a sports fanatic. So do you have your own superstitions that you follow? Big time. So like hats instantly. I'm a big hat guy. Okay. Right. Yep. And the going in, on today. Yeah. Going into a game, I'll wear a certain hat. Mm-hmm. And then if they win, continue to wear that hat. Hats, good luck. They're winning when I wear this hat. If they lose or if they start sucking, got to switch the hat out. Clearly, the luck has worn out. Got to switch the hat out, right? Wow. Okay. Uh, And then so another thing that you can be very superstitious about uh, during a game, especially baseball, is like a rally cap. So if your team's losing... And you need to like swing the momentum a little bit. I like to think that I can swing the momentum <laughs> sitting in my basement in Fort McMurray yeah. when they're playing in Toronto. Um, <laughs> wear the hat a little differently or maybe oh. uh, crack a rally drink. A rally drink. Okay. Yeah. So you and just are like, this is my rally drink. That's and you're right. like trying to rally the team to do better. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I think I'm tracking okay, with so you. you All get right. the mojo a little bit. I came up with a new rally on the weekend. It was for a football team that I cheer for, okay? Okay. And so I reached out to my friends. I'm like, hey, team's not doing too good. Do you mind cracking a rally drink for me if you don't have one? They're like, yeah, can do that for you. Wow. <laughs> rally drink didn't work. So you know what? I was like, you know, we got to turn the tides a little bit. I ordered a rally lasagna. Las- like lasagna. Like this isn't a code word for something you actually ordered, no. like a, um, a square up. piece of pasta. Straight up. Went... <laughs> and ordered a lasagna, got delivered to my house at halftime, basically. I was like, things aren't going our way. We need to switch the momentum. I'm not even kidding you. I was watching the app as like the thing was get the lasagna was getting delivered. Yeah. Right when the person like pulled up to my place, the team turned it around. They started, they scored points. They started winning the game. So the rally lasagna is now like my new go-to when I need to switch the momentum in the sports games that I watch. Can I just say that, like, lasagna is the last thing I would ever think to order, ever. What? It never comes up on the top of my list of, like, you know what I feel like? Lasagna. I'm going to order in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like top three for me. Top three. Okay. So now that you have this rally lasagna thing, uh-huh. uh, Jays are playing tonight. You've already said you're, like, just oh, nail-biting crazy. Yeah. Are you going to be ordering lasagna again, like two nights later? See, because this is where it comes into place. It worked for football, so I don't know if I want to cross mesh it with baseball. Maybe it's only a football superstition. Okay, because I was worried you were going to turn into Garfield. (laughs) Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. I'm pretty adamant about wearing a clean mask all the time. Yeah, you always come in with like a Ziploc bag, like seven masks in there, freshly washed. Yeah, I pack them at the beginning of the week. (laughs) And then I'm like, all right. One for every day. (laughs) Yeah, and I like decide like which one matches my outfit best today. Friday, it's always a a doesn't match because you're like, oh, well, this is the last one. Leave it for last. (laughs) (laughs) But the other day I was like, oh, I have a fresh mask in my pocket. Good to go. Took it out of my pocket and realized it was the one that was on the way to the laundry. And it wasn't just like, oh, I wore this for a couple hours. It was like, I wore it 
to a bonfire. Oh, yeah, that's nasty. I was going to say you smelled a little bit the other day. I was like, you start hacking darts? Or, like, what's going on over there? You're so mean. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it just was like this bonfire smoke that's, like, right in front of your face all day long and stale at that. And it was just like, if I have to, like smell this smoke, I want to at least get a marshmallow for it. Like, <laughs> That's come right. On. <laughs> Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. The baseball season is slowly coming to an end here, Steph. And the Toronto Blue Jays, how to phrase it, they are literally in the thick of it right now. <laughs> in, into the thick of it? Okay. Into the thick of it. <laughs> uh, so six games left on the year. They are all at home in Toronto, and it's basically like playoffs. If they need to win almost every game from here on out to make the playoffs, but and, and you know what, baseball amazes me. So I'll, I'll tell you this: okay, 162 games over the course of an entire baseball season. Each team, or like in total, every single team plays 162 games in the regular season. That is crazy. Compare it to like a football season that might go like 17 games. Something Whoa. like that, 16, like short kind of thing. <laughs> Hockey goes 80, pretty decent kind of thing. I think basketball's around the 80 mark as well. Wow. So baseball doubles that, right? And even still, with six games remaining in the regular season, there's a chance that like three teams could tie and finish with the same amount of wins and the same amount of losses and it just blows my mind that the disparity is that close. So then do they like count up the amount of like runs you got in or how do they decide if they have a tie of 162 games? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then yeah, you're on the right you're on the right track. There's so there's like a, a process that you go through um about like what did the season series like if I played you so many times how many times did I beat you or how many times did you beat me kind of thing? And then whoever has the better record, they'll finish on top and then they'll play like a tiebreaker game. It gets really confusing. <laughs> but the main pro like the main thing is just like how I just don't like it just amazes me baseball with you can play 162 games. And at the end of the year, I, I lied. I said three teams could potentially tie. Yeah. If things get really crazy, like five teams could tie. Oh, my goodness. But that's like getting really extreme right now. But basically, the Jays, it starts tonight against the Yankees. Huge rivalry right there. <laughs> five o'clock. And you've seen me like be pretty psycho when it comes to sports. Yes. It's going to a whole new level starting tonight. So if tomorrow I'm in a mood, you'll know why. I think it started this morning. You already have your Jays hat on. <laughs> Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. I'm one of those people who buys the club pack of meat and then like divides it up into Ziploc bags and freezes it for later. Mm. Oh, yes. Planning. Planning. Yeah, I'm a planner. Um, so last night I had planned to have chicken thighs for dinner. And so I went to my freezer and I took out some chicken thighs and I put them on their defrosting mat. And about a half an hour later, my husband looked at them and said, what, are, what is that? I thought we were having chicken thighs for mm. dinner. I was like, we are. And he was like, I don't think those are chicken thighs. And I'm like, excuse me, mister, who doesn't touch the meat. Yeah. He will literally help with any other part of dinner, but he will not touch raw meat. Uh, it makes like, sense. It's terrible. Gross. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the expert in the raw meat here. I know exactly what frozen chicken <laughs> thighs look like. That is them. Yeah. Um, and he just like was like, OK, fine. And. But an hour later, he went over and looked at it again and said, I really don't think that's chicken thighs. And I was like, if it's not chicken thighs, you can have whatever you want for dinner. It is chicken thighs. Like, I am fully committed to yeah. this. I have taken chicken thighs out of the freezer. <laughs> and... 
So like two hours goes by because that's how long it takes to thaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I go over and I'm trying to like separate the chicken thighs and they just won't separate. Then I take them out of the bag and I'm looking at it and I realize it was a, a Oh roast. no, he was right this whole time. <laughs> he was right. And then I had to be like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> we already got these thighs and a couple pork chops, was it? Or? No, it was a full on pork roast. Like it was Ooh. for making pulled pork. And I was like, this is going to take two, two hours minimum. <laughs> it's already 8 p.m. Oh, no. Well, hey, well, you like to stay up till 11 anyway. So that uh, that probably would have fit right into your schedule. Yeah, but then I would have to go to the grocery store and buy some buns oh. for pulled pork. Like I was I was having chicken thighs and sweet potato coins. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so what did you end up doing then? Just order takeout or what? Uh, nope. Opened up a can of pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, soup season. You can never go wrong. That's a good substitute. <laughs> Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. Attended a virtual wedding over the weekend. The best. Yeah. So the wedding was in Ontario and the YouTube link was Canadian. And a friend from Australia called and said like, hey, I can't get on to the YouTube link because it's Canadian and it's not working for me. Can you please like patch me into this virtual wedding ceremony? Interesting. I didn't think that was a thing, but there you go. The more you know. The more you know. So all of a sudden we have like this Facebook phone call pointed (laughs) at the virtual wedding screen that we're watching. And our friend in Australia is able to see the wedding through another virtual means. Look at you being a good friend. Right? The broadband we wasted. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But as the wedding ceremony is going on, our friend is just like laughing randomly and we're like, this isn't funny. This is so sweet. They look so good. Yeah. Didn't know there was a pizza filter on our Facebook phone call that kept finding the bride's face. (laughs) So... She'd just be like standing there and then all of a sudden her face was a slice of pizza. And like, apparently if you stick your tongue out on this pizza, it eats itself. Oh my goodness. And then it goes back to your regular face. So like every time it got a little bit pixely, yeah, the pizza thought it was the tongue out and it would eat the bread. What? What did you do? <laughs> well, once he finally told us what was going on, we were like, oh no, pizza filter off. Like, this is supposed to be a lovely moment. Like, so that's on you guys then. You pressed something during the phone call. Yeah, thankfully this wasn't happening for everyone. No pizza filter <laughs> for the bride, but oopsie. Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. I was trying to be a responsible adult the other day but I managed to get me and five girl guides lost. Oh, goodness. What were you doing? (laughs) Well, we were selling cookies in a neighborhood that I'm not used to. And so they were running up to the houses and knocking on doors. And I was watching to make sure that they were safe. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we were about, you know, 20 minutes from the end of our girl guide meet. So I was like, okay, we got to like start heading back to the, the starting point. And then I thought like, how did we get here? And, and aren't we on a loop? And, then I thought, I don't want to be on my phone. Yeah. I shouldn't like GPS this because I'm supposed to be watching these kids and I'm going to look like the most irresponsible adult ever <laughs> at the end of somebody's driveway on their phone while they're buying cookies. You know? Yeah. So I just kept being like, I think it's this way. I think it's that way. And the little girls were just like, we're lost. We're lost. They're just yelling it. <laughs> like, no, we're not. Keep your mouth shut. I'm like, we're not. We're not. Somebody pulled over and we're like, are you selling cookies? I think you missed my house. And I was like, yes, we are. You can have some cookies if you tell me yeah. <laughs> to get back to this place. Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. Fat Bear Week is starting up in a national park in Alaska. Okay, tell me more because I only saw it for the first time yesterday and I was like, what is this hilarity? 
every year it pops up around this time. I'm like, oh, yes, this is so funny. So I think it's Katmai National Park and Preserve in Southwest Alaska. Um, they just have, like, all the cameras in the park, basically. Right, right. And so they can kind of keep track of all the big bears, uh, whether it's, like, a grizzly, a black bear, whatever, any kind of bear, basically. And then what they do is they track the weight gain, basically, from when they come out of hibernation to when, basically, they're going back into hibernation. And then so they create, like, a um, competition bracket, basically, with, like, uh, two bears going up against each other, winner moves on, and you just vote for the your favorite bear, basically. Okay. And so it's like they show you one of a skinny bear and then they're like, and all summer long, they ate so many salmon and so many (laughs) berries. This is what they look like now. Pretty much. That's pretty much the gist of it. And then I think it just keeps on going until there's one winner. But the before and after photos are what truly make this. And then so like on their website, you can go to like meet the bears, basically. (laughs) And then you can look at all their bios and they have like a little description. Like I think they all have numbers and then names. So like 32 chunk is a bear, 128 grazer. (laughs) That kind of thing is how they label them. And they're like, they're too chunk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then they say like they're estimated like a thousand pounds or 1200 pounds kind of thing. Cause obviously they're not just gonna be like, all right, chunk step on the scale here. Let's, (laughs) We got a we got a vote to do, okay? <laughs> Come on, like, you know, like can... I can't even imagine going into this park at all. Like I'm like the cameras can do the work, and I feel like the person <laughs> who put the camera up got eaten. It is crazy that there are so many bears in there, and how big they got. Like, can you really get that big on just salmon and berries? Right? And you got some humans in there too. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Steph. <laughs> Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. Municipal election coming in hot here. I think the day, official day, is October 18th, but advanced voting is going on from now all the way until the 15th. Mm-hmm. Yep, drive through and everything. Yeah, yeah new drive through thing. Uh, coming along with the municipal election, it's just maybe because there's so many new seats to be had this year. Like, I don't know, I forget how many aren't running anymore, but... Uh, a lot of new candidates saw an opportunity to kind of hop in the race and maybe be get a part of the community this way. Right, right. Which is leading to oh, so many signs everywhere. <laughs> it is amazing. There are 55 people running for a seat right now. So that's 55 unique sign makers. It is absolutely ridiculous. And we, we had a, we had a, a windy day semi-windy day in the past two days here. And when I was driving around doing errands yesterday, there were signs every, like on the street, on like lawns, on like sidewalks and stuff. I'm like, if we get a storm, I don't even want to know what this place is going to look like. Wow, that's crazy. Because I already feel like there's so many signs that are actually like they put them there on purpose. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's not a green space left. But to know that they're everywhere else as well, I'm like, oh man. And like to further on with these signs, I wonder if some of them like called before they d- dug because like <laughs> the wooden ones, So I swear some of them are like three feet down I'm like, hey, you don't want to hit a power line or a gas line, okay? <laughs> Mixed mornings with Steph and Sean. Some news came out on Friday, and I just have some questions about it. So basically, the Bay has put a pop-up Zeller store in their store in Brampton, Ontario. Very interesting. Very where like, how does Zeller Zellers make a comeback? Well, that's the question because I didn't feel like it was. Can I say this? I didn't feel like it was that great. Maybe I'm too young to yeah, know the love of Zellers. I think we were on the cusp. We were like right before 
we started like actually experiencing like stores and whatnot, I think is when the follow would happen. So it'd be like our younger years when we were just going to a store to go to the store with our parents kind of thing. Yeah, it must have been like not 90s kids that miss sellers, but 90s teens that miss mm-hmm. sellers. Because I'm hearing so. people say like the restaurant was the best. I loved Zeddy Bear, like the, the yeah. mascot. Mm-hmm. I know there was like Zeller's points. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they were called. Yeah, I think we were just right on the cusp I'm not quite understanding because like if you go on over to our Facebook page, it is absolutely nuts how people are going crazy. Apparently there was one in Fort McMurray as well. What? Uh, there was a Zeller's in Fort McMurray. Oh, yes. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of reminiscing a little bit. But then like um, we had one lady who said, if there's no restaurant, there's no point in going. Oh. It was okay. And then she also added on, she loved the relish. Like what makes a relish special? <laughs> Zeller's relish. Like that's what you remember about it? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. For more episodes, subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify, or where all great podcasts are found.